Hey, Tony, Mike Pence. Sir, how you doing? I'm good. Great day in Kokomo today. Just amazing. I don't know if you've uh, been following this story up here, but it's uh, miraculous what uh, General Motors and Ventec have done. Well, I've been... I've been... Ventilators in a historic time. I tell you, I have been following the story. I know you were in Kokomo. It's the GM plant uh, that has been making the ventilators. May I also say you look great in a mask? Just fantastic. Uh, but the ventilator conversation, you know, we've heard a lot about it. And then we heard that New York needed ventilators. And then a, a month later, we saw New York sending ventilators to Maryland and other places. So is there a need for ventilators? Are we building prepare, to prepare for a second wave? Uh, and are ventilators of equal as ne- of need as we're hearing about PPEs and N95 masks? Well, our, our approach from early on in the coronavirus epidemic has been to marshal the full resources of the American economy to meet every need. And uh, uh, we're, uh, uh, we're, we're surging personal protective equipment around the country. We're scaling uh, testing uh, resources and supplies across uh, the country, working with governors to continue to expand testing. Uh, but make no mistake about it, uh, from very early on when uh, we saw the potential threat uh, of, uh, of critical shortages in equipment, notably ventilators, President Trump uh, set into motion using the Defense Production Act uh, an effort to uh, ensure that no American uh, who needed a ventilator would go without a ventilator. And sitting up here in Kokomo today, General Motors and Ventec will produce 30,000 ventilators by August in one month, they've already stood up this plant, put hundreds of people on the line, produced 600 ventilators, add into that Ford Motor Company that's doing the same, GE Healthcare in Wisconsin that's doing uh, the same, and um, uh, we're we're just going to make sure, as the president likes to say, we're going to we're going to make sure every state uh, has everything it needs uh, in medical equipment to support our incredible healthcare workers, and uh, we're also going to stock the shelves for the future. And so that and that was really the question we saw today. The Pentagon uh, utilizing uh, the DPA. Uh, it, it's going to be about seventy-five million dollars in the making of swabs for coronavirus testing. And with the ventilators, we're not just talking about the need for right now. We're talking about being prepared to be ready for whatever may come in the future. That's exactly right. And um, you know, we're we're making great progress. Indiana's made great progress despite heartbreaking uh, losses. The fact is that uh, 45 days ago, when we unveiled uh, uh, the, uh, the White House uh, coronavirus guidelines for America, uh, people in this state, people across the country put those principles into practice of social distancing, uh, um, you know, using a drive-through at a restaurant, avoiding groups of more than 10. And uh, we're seeing very, very promising results, um, not only here in Indiana, but uh, in some of the much more uh, severely impacted areas of New York, New Jersey, New Orleans, and Detroit. Uh, And it's a real testament uh, to the American people. Um, And uh, the president's uh, made it clear that we're going to continue to make sure our health care workers have everything they need. And uh, uh, over the course of this summer, we're going to be we're going to be ready for the future. Talking to the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence. I want to follow up on the, the second wave conversation, something that Dr. Anthony Fauci has been discussing. We know that other viruses work like this, where they do come back dependent on on weather, just general cycles. 
if a second wave does come, as we have seen in, in other viruses and is certainly being predicted, I don't think I'm speaking out of school there. Do we also see a second wave of America shutting down as it has over the last two months? Well, President Trump has made it clear, Tony, that we not only want to open up America again, we want to keep America open. And it's the reason why when you look at our our guidelines for a phased reopening, uh, it contemplates the deployment of testing resources and the ability, as Governor Holcomb is, is organizing, of doing contact tracing, working with the CDC. And should the coronavirus reemerge at any point uh, in the next uh, uh, fall or winter season, what we will have in place is, uh, number one, we'll have lots of therapeutics. You heard the news on remdesivir yesterday, uh, which is showing promising results, bringing relief uh, to people and and, uh, speeding uh, recovery of people that are on respirators. Uh, we uh, will continue to drive toward a vaccine, but what we'll, what we'll most significantly have in place is the kind of testing and contact tracing infrastructure in every state in the country so that if the coronavirus uh, reemerges, we will deal with it the way we deal with uh, infectious diseases uh, broadly, which is you find them, you find out, you, know, you isolate the person that has it, you find out the people that they have been in contact with, you isolate them, and you contain. And that will be our policy going forward. The other piece, too, is is now with... Uh, um, you know, more than more than uh, a million uh, diagnosed cases across the United States. Um, uh, the truth is that um, uh, there there is very likely also going to be the scientists tell me a significant amount of immunity, particularly in areas that were most impacted by the coronavirus. I got to ask you, year. sir. So we'll have a whole lot more going for us, and we'll have a lot in place. Um, and uh, the president's made it clear our, our objective is to get America back open and keep America open. You know, contact tracing for the libertarian in me uh, gives gives me the shakes. Uh, it's it's a it's a privacy issue uh, of of uh, of great proportion. Uh, is is there worry about this? The the privacy issues that could come with the idea of apps on phones and uh, conversations between them. Well, I think everybody's got to make a decision what uh, how they would facilitate any contact tracing. Uh, in their life. But I would tell you, this is a very routine process. The Centers for Disease Control is in the process of, at our direction, uh, deploying uh, teams to all 50 states and our territories that will be positioned over the next 12 to 18 months to specifically do contact tracing work. Sometimes it just means getting out a pad of paper and saying, who have you been in touch with? And so, uh, uh, you know, I, I care as deeply about privacy uh, and liberty as you do, Tony. And, uh, you know, I'll leave those decisions to every individual American. But the process itself of identifying uh, who one might have exposed uh, to a potential infectious disease is uh, it's time-honored tradition, and it, it's it'll be a part of how we deal with containing the coronavirus in the future should it arise. Sir, to to that point of, of the future, taking a look at how things played out here, was America enough prepared for a pandemic? Well, let me say this is a once-in-a-century pandemic. And uh, the fact that uh, China was clearly not uh, as forthcoming uh, with America or the world um, contributed to uh, 
uh, to the impact that it had in this country. And uh, and now I think in, in more than 180 countries across the planet. Um, but I would have to tell you, when you look at the response, and, and I, you know, I, I mourn for the loss of of every one of the more than 61,000 Americans uh, who have succumbed to the coronavirus, um, um, in, including uh, nearly 1,000 here in the Hoosier State. Uh, but when you look at what the projections were, when you look at the way the American people have responded, when you look at places like here at the GM Kokomo plant, where people dropped what they were doing, came to the plant, in, in 17 days, they set up a manufacturing plant. Three days later, they started producing ventilators, and we're shipping them around the country. And as the president said, we may well be in a position to ship some around the world as other nations deal uh, with the coronavirus. I, I just couldn't be more proud of the American people. I couldn't be more proud of American businesses. And this has been uh, uh, this has been the kind of response that I think can only happen in America. And I, I truly believe we've saved lives. We're not we're not through it yet, uh, but we're making great progress. We see light at the end of the tunnel, and it, it's because uh, it's because all of the American people and all of the strength and energy of this country, and not just federal and state leadership, but uh, private private enterprise, has been brought to bear. Sir, Vice President Mike Pence, before I let you go, I know I need to to wrap it up. The president took heat for a question on UV lights. And that question got manipulated, moved, turned around by the people who sit in the White House briefing room across from you uh, almost every day uh, into this statement of the president wanting people to do a dangerous thing and jesting things, which is not what he said, including the Speaker of the House saying that the president, in a a slight paraphrase here, wants people to inject Lysol into their lungs. Uh, My question, sir... You see things like this. You hear things like this. You're in front of them every day. How do you respond to media and political foes who go down that road of manipulation? Well, it, it, is, uh, it is a source of uh, frustration, not uh, just uh, for those of us uh, working uh, with leaders in both political parties every day to confront the coronavirus epidemic. Uh, but I'm sure it's a frustration to millions of Americans that um, I mean, th- this is a time where we are, as the president said, fighting an invisible enemy. And in a very real sense, we are all in this together. Uh, and the propensity of some in the media to, to search for controversy, amplify controversy, uh, while, you know, you expect it in ordinary times, uh, you frankly expect better. Uh, in times of national emergency, and and but I will tell you, and present company included, uh, there have been an awful lot of people um, in the American media at every level who have stepped up, um, who you know have called forth the best uh, of our country, and uh, we're grateful to each and every one of them. We'll continue to put the facts out. We'll continue to equip the American people. Uh, with uh, everything that they need to know to protect their families, protect their loved ones, and do their part to see our nation through um, this time. And uh, uh, I want to promise your listeners that uh, uh, we'll we'll continue to do that until we put this coronavirus behind us, uh, and um, and then then we can get back to the 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 uh, normal push me pull you of American politics. Speaking of listeners, is your mom still listening to me? My mom loves you almost as much as she loves her kids. She's got to be your biggest fan. Where do I rank between you and the and the Congressman Greg Pence? Where do where am I? Am I? Do I make top two? 
I don't know. I don't know if you're on the same level of us, but you're close, Tony. Ah, oh, I'm working on it. I'm wor- I'm thinking about dyeing my hair and everything. Vice President Mike Pence, sir, I appreciate you taking the time. I really, truly do. It's always good to hear from you. Tony, great to be back in Indiana, and uh, compliments again to all the wonderful, hardworking team at GM Ventech in Kokomo. I know you got a lot of listeners up here, and man, oh man, what they have done only in America. Thank you, sir. Fly safe.